You're listening to Easier, a podcast about making life and work easier. I'm Anthony Wagner, and this is episode number 36. Each Wednesday, we'll embark on a journey together to discover the best tips for living and working more simply. I believe that when things are easier, we have more time for what matters most. This week, I've got seven productive things that you can do to make being stuck in traffic suck less, plus a quick hack for eliminating interruptions at work. Let's get started. All right, make life easier this week. Sitting in traffic sucks. We all know that. And maybe it's your commute to work. And if you're on public transit, this maybe sucks a little less than sitting in a car by yourself driving and being stuck, for instance, on a freeway in traffic or at a long stoplight. Traffic sucks. And it's a part of, uh, you know, daily commute into work if if you've got to deal with that. And so I wanted to cover some things that I do to make it suck less. And I won't say that this takes care of every single time of sitting in traffic. For sure it sucks sometimes, but let's talk about how to make it suck a little bit less. So there are seven of these things. And the first one is something that I try to do all in all aspects of my life. It, it, it's, this is not just for traffic, but it certainly works here too. It's to avoid advertising whenever possible. And I'm talking about advertising that kind of carpet bombs whatever you're doing. So watching TV, you get uh, like cable, you get all those ads uh, during the station breaks. And then also the same thing, listening to commercial radio. Those ads I find to be very, very stressful. They put my mood in a really negative place. And I don't like that. It's because, first of all, I don't like the repetition. It drives me crazy listening to the same ad time and time and time again, because people are, you know, as they're advertising like that, they're just blanketing a swath of what they hope is their audience that's listening to whatever station or channel you're tuned to. But a lot of people don't resonate with that ad. I actually prefer if I'm going to be dealing with advertising stuff that happens on social or on search, because I know at least those things pertain in general, to stuff I'm interested in. They're they're a lot better for me. They're not so stressful. And then just the sheer repetition, especially during kind of political season, I am very politically engaged. However, political ads drive me nuts. I don't want to listen to that same ad a thousand times over. And the closer you get to an election, the more you get of them. So the first piece of advice, this is kind of guiding all of this conversation, is to avoid ads whenever possible. And for me, this means avoiding commercial radio, period. Just regular radio stations in your area, typically ones for music, they are blanketing the air with ads. And that is stressful to me. So Number one is to avoid those ads, and number two is to listen to music, but listen to music that brings you joy, and giving yourself control over your the, the content that you're listening to is key here. So the first thing that I will recommend is that you sign up for Spotify, and I do recommend going, if you can afford to do so, going for the paid plan, because to me, being able to eliminate those ads is 
phenomenal. Now, I do believe that Spotify is advertising less than you're going to get on commercial radio. So it's certainly an improvement if you just go with the free plan. But if you can spring for it, I definitely recommend the paid plan. If you use it enough, if music is your thing, then for sure Spotify is is fantastic. And it's $9.99 a month, I believe, is what I pay for that membership. If you work at Starbucks, and just incidentally, my boyfriend Kevin does. Actually, today happens to be his last day there, so he won't have this going forward. But as long as you work there, they give it to you to their partners for free. Anyway, that was a, a little aside. I'm just got that on the brain. Um, so you can get this membership to Spotify. And one of the reasons I like it, first of all, is that you're able to play music on demand. It's not like Pandora. I haven't used Pandora in forever and I stopped because you don't get the ability to select specific songs. At least you didn't years ago when I used it. So being able to go to Spotify, put in a specific album or put in a specific artist or specific song and pull that up is great. Then you can curate the content within uh, a playlist based on your exact specifications. You don't have to rely on Spotify to come up with it for you. But if that's something you like to do, you absolutely can do that too. You can select an artist or a song and you can have it create a, a radio station for you based on that. Also, their daily mixes are really good. They they follow what you listen to, and they really do suggest good music. So Spotify is what I would recommend if you're going to do music in the car. And then actually, this morning, I was listening to a podcast episode from a show called The Productivity Show, and they are talking about using music to help you be more productive. But something they said on this episode was that music is actually a vibration. It's an actual wave and it can potentially, you know, maybe this is a little woo-woo or whatever, but it can potentially alter your physiology because the vibrations if of the music can affect the way that your brain is perceiving things. I'm not an expert in this by, by any means, but there is some clout to the idea of music being able to affect you positively. So come up with a playlist or playlists that bring you joy and have those on deck for when you are listening to music in your car. And I definitely recommend doing that using Spotify. Number three is to also use Spotify, but a lot of folks don't know, you can actually get comedy playlists on Spotify where it's just comedians delivering their acts and you can listen to their albums on Spotify. So this is a an awesome thing if you didn't know about it. It's so much fun. We were on a, a car trip to Chicago a couple of years ago and I mean, we listened to comedy almost the entire four-hour drive there and it was just so much fun. You're just sitting there cracking up the entire time and if you can find a way to laugh while you're sitting in traffic... This is a great way to make that happen and to improve your mood, to make it suck a little bit less. Okay, number four is to listen to podcasts. Big surprise. This is an excellent way of finding some more joy and being able to curate the content that you're listening to. I know a lot of folks probably like to listen to morning shows or things like that, and they can be fun, but what I don't love about them is that you are a lot less in control of what content the morning shows are delivering. And I find them to be sometimes a little bit more um, 
snarky or sarcastic. I'm naturally a snarky or sarcastic person, but they're just not as productive. And it, but if they, if that's your thing, absolutely go with that. Just again, watch out for the ads. But podcasts are a way to at least know what topics you're going to be listening to. So this is something I definitely love. The app that I prefer is I'm an Android user, so I use Pocket Casts. But whatever app you use for podcasting is great. Obviously, keep doing that. And I would love a review on iTunes if that's how you listen. Shameless plug. Um, But the podcasting realm is phenomenal for being in the car because for me a lot of them a lot of episodes are just about the length of my commute and I'm very grateful that I have about a 20 minute commute to work and it's usually not terrible traffic and same thing coming home so I'm grateful for that but they can be just right if you select an episode or two to fit the length of your commute and you've got that queued up you can listen to that as you drive in traffic. So some shows that I recommend you listen to, certainly ones that I've mentioned on this podcast before, of course. Last week we talked about Happier with Gretchen Rubin. If you're not listening to that, I think I've mentioned it about mm, 1,400 times on this show. I greatly, greatly recommend that you consider listening to that show. Gretchen is fantastic. Uh, Her sister is fantastic. And I've said so much about it, I'm not going to go into detail. Just listen to Happier with Gretchen Rubin. You will be grateful that you did. The next is if you're interested in business or online marketing at all, one of my favorite shows to listen to to kind of get me into a productive mode is Online Marketing Made Easy with Amy Porterfield. And then also that show I just mentioned in a couple of numbers ago, a couple of items ago, was the show called The Productivity Show. I've actually just started listening to that show recently, and I really find that I like the content that they cover. I love productivity, as you can tell by by the topic of this show. Then some other like non-productivity self-development type shows. One that I really loved was Slow Burn. And I listened to, I kind of binge listened to the first season of Slow Burn, which is all about Nixon era Watergate scandal stuff. And I was super fascinated by that going along with what I said about being really politically engaged. But this show is excellent. I, I Like I said, I sat in my living room and listened to it for like, I don't even know how long, four or five hours. Just listen to the entire thing back to back to back. But if you're going to spread it out, it's great for traffic. They also have, I think the next season after that is about Clinton and the Lewinsky scandal, I believe. But anyway, the Slow Burn podcast, excellent. Also, More Perfect is another really great show that I enjoy listening to. It was about the Supreme Court, and I think they've switched their focus a little bit in later seasons, but More Perfect was really good. And then finally, a podcast that I listen to occasionally is This American Life, and that's an NPR show. And I just love listening to the stories that they tell. I get so captivated. You know, whenever it comes up on the radio, I'm listening on the radio. Sometimes I find myself sitting in my car for 20 minutes in the parking lot just waiting for the segment to be over because it's so captivating. So that's a show that you can listen to that really is great. In this vein, if you have any podcasts that you really love that you think that I would really love, I would be very grateful if you'd share them with me if you head over to the show notes. And of course, that link will come at the end of the episode. But if you have any podcasts that you really love, I would love to hear them. Let me just put one little disclaimer on that. I'm not a super huge fan of like true crime stuff. I find that that doesn't hold my attention as much. But anything else, please, please share them with me. I would love to hear them. So that was number four is listen to podcasts. Number five is listen to audiobooks. And this is probably my favorite of all the tips that are on here. 
audiobooks have I'm I, I'm going to say this with all sincerity and this is not hyperbole. Audiobooks have changed my life. This was something my friend Colleen years ago recommended that I try Audible. I'd never really used it before, but she recommended it to me and I think the first time I tried it I was sitting in a laundromat and ever since then the the change in my life was just instantaneous. It was one of the best suggestions that I've ever gotten and Audible is my favorite productivity platform. I, I I just cannot say enough good things about this service. And just in case you're not familiar with how it works, Audible is actually owned by Amazon and they sell audiobooks. And you sign up for a membership and you pay the, I think the base package is $14.95 a month. And that fee is applied toward what Audible calls a credit. And you can then apply the credit toward, I think, any book in their library. I've never paid more than one credit for a book. And this includes books that are $50 that you'd go and you'd spend $50 on or books that you'd spend 10 bucks on. So I definitely think that it's worth it. There's a great balance. You do save a lot of money if you as instead of having to pay for them out of pocket. And the the reason they do the whole credit thing is because this is not like a traditional subscription service like Netflix or Hulu or whatever, where you pay, and as long as you're paying, you continue to have access. Once you buy a book, that book is yours to keep. So even if you choose to cancel your membership, you can keep listening to the books that you've purchased. They are your books. So I love that model. I find that I actually read about two books per month now, And let me just back up for a second and say that before I started with Audible, I may have gotten to one book per year. Now I'm doing two books at least a month, and that's coming out to about 24, 25 books a year that I'm consuming. So I've learned so, so much just by having this subscription. And it is perfect for sitting in traffic. It's also perfect for showering, for cleaning, those kinds of things, those typically non-educational times, they turn into that. You transform your time when you use something like this. So I rotate back and forth between Audible and podcasts just kind of based on what I'm feeling. So some books that you can get started with if you decide to try out Audible, Work Clean, I covered back in episode 28, Four Practical Steps for Planning for Tomorrow. Work Clean by Dan Charnas is a phenomenal book. Next, I would consider... Story Worthy by Matthew Dix, which we talked about in episode number 29. You can learn to tell amazing stories with these 13 tips. The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin, which we covered in last week's episode number 35. And, you know, that's another phenomenal book. I I loved all three of those. Another book that I would consider is called The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. And I'm going to cover The Five Second Rule, I think, a couple of episodes from now. But if you'd like to get a jump on that episode, I'd highly, highly recommend that book. Then some fiction books. I don't read a whole lot of fiction, but when I do, there's a few that I really kind of jump toward. The first was Divergent, and I found that it was read very well. Actually, kind of incidentally, this is something to mention. The narrator of the books really has an impact on how well an audiobook is it goes is delivered they just the narrator really affects whether or not you can make it through the content i have had some books are just horrific they it's like you can't get through them because either the the person is reading way too slowly or way too fast or they've got something funky about the way they whatever it is it just makes books unbearable but on the flip side a, a good narrator can really make 
a story, especially when it comes to fiction. So Divergent was very good. I, I recommend that book. But then I think the number one example of a well-narrated book was the Harry Potter series. First of all, I love these books. I've read all of them multiple times, including the actual physical books when they came out when I was a kid. But the narrator for the Harry Potter series, the audiobooks, is so incredibly amazing. You, It's like listening to the movies, but you're actually listening to the books. Every single voice, every single character has its own voice. The narrator does such an amazing, amazing job of bringing these stories to life, and it's really just a treat to listen to. I I enjoy it so, so much. So those are some books that I would recommend that you try, and if you're interested in signing up for Audible, you can, of course, just head directly to Audible, but I love this service so much that I actually pulled a a link down for you. And this is an affiliate link for me, so I will make a small commission. But the benefit here is if you use my link, which is easiercast.com slash audible, it'll just redirect you to this page. Typically, when you sign up for Audible, you get one free audiobook. But the difference here is that using this link, you'll get two free audiobooks and two free of their Audible originals. And one of the originals that I listened to was... And this is, uh, you know, expletive warning. It's called Kick Ass by Mel Robbins. And she is actually the author of The Five Second Rule, the book I just mentioned. So that's one of their originals. They've got a lot of really great content there. But using my link, you'll get two free audiobooks and two free originals. And even if you don't continue your membership, you get to keep all that stuff. So it's, it's definitely worth it. I would love for you to give this a shot. Audible is just amazing. So if you're interested, head to easiercast.com slash audible to get started with that. So that was number five, listen to audiobooks. The number six is in that spirit of getting rid of ads from your life, listening to public radio. If you've never considered listening to NPR, I really recommend it. If you don't have access to the technology to, to do all the other stuff in your car, Public radio, I think, is the way to go, especially on the weekends. Like, I do love listening to public radio for the for the news occasionally. Sometimes I don't love listening to the news all the time because it's a lot of negativity. But especially on the weekends, listening to NPR can be a lot of fun. Shows that I love from NPR, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Actually, I think all four of these have podcasts as well, so you can listen to them that way if you're going to go that route. But Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, This American Life, which I did mention, The Moth Radio Hour, and the TED Radio Hour, all of those are excellent. And I'm going to add one on the fly that I just remembered I didn't write down, but Radio Lab is excellent as well. So all of those shows typically play on the weekends. So NPR is excellent to listen to on the weekends especially. So look for your local NPR radio station. If you've never listened to NPR before, just search NPR radio station near me on Google and it will come up. In my area, I'm in Detroit, so... Michigan Radio, WUOM in Ann Arbor is the station I prefer. And then we also have WDET in Detroit. And so just look for the stations in your area and they will come up and they will serve NPR content. And now every radio station does its own programming, but typically those shows that I mentioned are syndicated nationally. So definitely consider NPR. Also, just as a little aside, I also have in our area, we have a classical and jazz station called WRCJ in Detroit that I really love. So if I'm going to, if I'm feeling more in a music mood, I listen there. And those public radio stations have very, very limited advertising. Usually it's just mentioning the the folks who sponsored 
the station because of the, that's the way they're funded. But outside of that, it's, it's very minimal advertising. You're not getting commercial ads. So definitely consider public radio. So that was number six. Last up is number seven, which is to simply enjoy the silence. If you're deliberate about this, it really makes a difference. One thing I will say is that being bored is good for your health. Studies have proven this, and we're actually going to dive into this in an upcoming episode where we're going to talk about why being bored is good for you and in kind of a tangent to that, being bored is good for kids. Something that's been stressing me out lately as I go in public, like I'm sitting in the lobby at my therapist's office and I sit down and every single person, they, they walk in, they sit down and they pull their phone out and start scrolling. And that is actually becoming something that's pretty stressful to me. Just seeing that that's kind of where we've gone culturally, that people don't let themselves be bored, don't allow their minds to just wander. So we're going to get into that in a future episode, but just for right now, I ask that you kind of take my word for it without any more explanation that is really good for you, taking that time. This is especially nice when it's nice weather. You can roll down the windows. If you've got a moon or a sunroof, you can open that up and just sit in silence. No music, no podcast, no audiobook. Every so often I feel like this and I just sit and just kind of listen to the white noise and relax. And even in traffic, if it's slow, especially if it's a nice day and you can roll the windows down, just sit there and let your brain kind of do its thing. It's actually really healthy for you. So that is number seven to enjoy the silence. Just a quick recap. One, avoid the ads. Two, listen to music that brings you joy. Three, listen to comedy. Four, listen to podcasts. Five, listen to audiobooks. Six, listen to public radio. Or seven, listen to nothing at all. Enjoy the silence. All right, for make work easier this week, I have a pretty nifty hack that I came up with for getting rid of interruptions when you're at work. I know that these, for me, can be the bane of my existence at my workplace. I am the chief technology officer for a school district in Detroit, and we have a very small technology staff, meaning me, and we also have some consultants that come in occasionally. But basically, anytime there's a tech problem in my district, those requests come to me, and I serve 100-person staff and 700 students, so it can be quite frequent, and the interruptions can really, really get tiring. Studies show, there's a a pretty famous study out of University of California, Irvine, which I've linked in the show notes, that talks about how difficult it is to do kind of creative think work and be interrupted and then get back into that think work. The study says that it takes an average of about 25 minutes to kind of rebuild the mental scaffold that you've built in your head as you're working Once you're interrupted, it takes about 25 minutes to kind of get back to where you were. So that can be really detrimental. It can can very much slow down your work. So something that I developed a few years ago, I actually used this at work, and I just thought this morning as I was kind of planning this episode, what could I share with you this morning? It dawned on me that I have this focus sign that I created, and I've never thought to share it before, but I, I figured that you all would really love this sign. So basically what it is, is it's a eight and a half by 11, just a standard sheet of paper. And at the top, it's got like this big target with a bullseye and a, and a dart flying into the bullseye. And what it says is I'm focused right now. And then in smaller text, studies show that it takes an average of 25 minutes to get refocused after an interruption. I promise not to be unavailable all the time, but please respect my focus hours and allow me to work uninterrupted. And so this is a sign that you can post in your workspace. 
And there's a little bit more to it. Below that, in big, bold letters, it says, please do not interrupt until, and it gives you a space for the time and the date. And I find that people are much more respectful of this when you give them an endpoint. It's not just don't come in, because sometimes people think, oh, well, it's super urgent, I'm going to interrupt anyway. When you give them a time, they are a lot more likely to say, all right, I can wait until three o'clock or whenever it is. Also, putting the date there, I think some people just assume, oh, well, the sign's been there for four days, so I'm going to ignore it. Sometimes we do forget to take things down, but in the case that you don't, even still having the date here can be can be pretty helpful. So it gives you a space to fill that in. And then the last line says, your best bet during focus hours is email, and then email me at, and I've got a blank there. So what you can do is you can print one copy of this sign, fill your email address in at the bottom, and then just make a number of copies of it. And you can, every time you need it, grab one of your copies, fill in the date and the time, and hang it up in your workspace. So for me, I have an office, and so what I do is I actually tape it over the door handle so people can't miss it. They can't open the door without using the handle, and so they have to look at the sign to do that. But let's say you don't have an office. If you just got like a cubicle or you're working at a desk, things that you could do, you could get an inexpensive picture frame and stick it in there. Actually, you could, I just had this thought, you could get a picture frame and get a dry erase marker And when you put it behind the glass or the plastic of the picture frame, just fill in the date and time right there in dry erase marker on it. So that way you only have to make one copy. So it's more eco-friendly. How about that for on the spot thinking? (laughs) So you can put it in a picture frame and stick it on your desk. You could even like tape it to the back of your computer or your laptop. Just make sure that you're careful about taping, but it should be fine with just standard scotch tape. Tape it there so people see it and just kind of be polite if you get interrupted, but just kind of point people toward the sign. So it can be used in a number of places. You could even do it at home. If you've got a home office, put it on the door there, put it on your desk and encourage people, tell them in advance, you know, this is, this time is important for me. It's not permanent. I'm not going to be unavailable all the time, but please respect this when this is up. So, you know, one thing I will add about this is that you have to be pretty targeted in how you use this. If you use it all the time, people will come to disrespect it. They will think, well, they're never available, so I'm interrupting now. If you really use it at times when you've got to be focused, you've got to be productive, and you do not want to be interrupted, this is a great way to do that. So I'm giving this away as a free download. I really love this sign, and I hope that you do too. So you can grab it if you head over to easiercast.com slash focus sign. Yeah, that's two S's back to back. So it's easiercast.com slash focus sign and you can download it and use it to your heart's content. And that's it for episode number 36 of Easier. Remember to try out those seven productive things that you can do to make traffic suck less, especially Audible. That's the one I really gravitate toward. Also, grab the focus sign. Again, that's easiercast.com slash focus sign. Do you have any tips, techniques, or tools for making life or work easier? If so, I'd love to hear from you at podcast at easiercast.com. Shoot me an email there or leave a comment in the show notes at easiercast.com slash 36. Show notes are at easiercast.com slash 36. Also, look for Easier Podcast on Facebook. I curate the best content from around the web that helps make life and work easier. And you're not going to find that stuff anywhere else but on Facebook. So search for Easier Podcast. 
Finally, if you know anyone who would benefit from the tips I've covered in this episode, please be sure to share it with them. Hopefully, every share means that someone somewhere will find more time for what matters most to them. Thank you, as always, so much for listening. And until next week, here's to an easier life. Bye for now.